हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट टू डिबेट ऑन मॉडल्स ऑफ डेवलपमेंट इन अ डेमोक्रेसी इट इज असेंशियल रिक्विसिट टू हैव एन आइडियल मॉडल ऑफ डेवलपमेंट द फॉर्मेशन एंड इम्प्लीमेंटेशन ऑफ पॉलिसीज ग्रेटली डिपेंड ऑन द मॉडल ऑफ डेवलपमेंट adopted for this purpose several debates took place in the indian political and business circles about the time of independence and constitution making in india on the future course of development of india in fact the very concern of india's survival as a single entity was foremost in the minds of its founders the purpose of evolving an ideal pattern was not only a safeguard the democratic principles but also create necessary social and political conditions to ensure an overall development the debates on the issues of development were complex and diverse ranging from land policies to the industrial development and planning it has been seen in the previous unit that about the time of independence three broad streams of thinking on india's socio economic development crystallized capitalist industrialization with minimal state control and support socialist industrialization under state guidance and the gandhian view of sarvodaya philosophically based on a distrust of state power the ideological debate was complicated by the political and the economic problems arising out of the second world war and partition of the country thus the question of control over food supply that had been imposed during the war became critical for a country that had just lost the richest food producing provinces to pakistan and had been indicted by a huge refugee influx Gandhi opposed control on moral grounds as it enhanced corruption and control was abolished as a result food prices rose steeply and control had to be reimposed now let us move to the next point confusing overlaps three broad streams of thinking mentioned above were not clearly demarcated from the each other no indian political leader was more committed to the poorest of the poor than gandhi this placed him close to the socialist position but no indian had a greater distrust for the state power than gandhi and this made him morally opposed to the state control of economic activities
this made him a favorite of the indian capitalist class yet the indian capitalist rejected gandhi's stress on the small and cottage industries which according to them might be temporarily accommodated but only for meeting the problems of unemployment in the country like the capitalist the socialist believed in large scale industries as the chief strategy in solving the economic problems of the newly decolonized underdeveloped countries and naturally rejected the efficacy of the small and the cottage industry but unlike the capitalist they were firm believers in state control a part of this debate concerned the traditional socialist policy of nationalization as had been implemented in the union of soviet socialist republics nehru's utterances before independence and his installation as the prime minister of government of independent india raised a certain alarm among the indian capitalist the same reason combined with the rise of militancy among the industrial working class in india raised critical questions about the industrial relations the indian capitalist naturally did not like trade unionism and state support to the cause of labor gandhi supported trade unionism as long as it worked in amity with the owners of the industries and set aside the philosophy of class contradiction the socialist doctrine was based on class contradiction this made it possible for the industrial capitalist of india to use gandhi's name in aid of their position it was only on the question of land reforms that the broadest amount of national consensus had been reached this was partly because permanent settlement of land did not encompass the entire country and a big chunk of the permanent settlement area was transferred to pakistan east bengal yet jahangirdari and other intermediate right owners in the rest of the british india were unhappy about the new trend now let us move to the next point the debate on land policy it may be convenient to start with the question of land reform on which the broadest consensus was obtained it has been seen in the earlier unit that even the bombay plan of the big industrialist of india and we seized land reforms on 28th june 1946 the eastern economist house general of the birlas 
made a strong case for land reform declaring that the landlord has no economic justification for his existence in december 1946 the subcommittee on land reform of the national planning committee of the congress headed by jc kumarappa a strong gandhian laid down three stages of land reforms abolition of jamidari and other intermediary rights grant of tenancy rights to the actual cultivator and sealing on land holdings the fate of jamidari and the intermediary rights was thus sealed the debate therefore focused on compensation during discussion on the right to property in the constituent assembly of india this issue acquired pernjesi on 2nd may 1947 raja jagannath baksh singh moved an amendment to the draft article on the right to property which allowed acquisition of private property by the state for public purpose against compensation inserting the word just before compensation sardar vallabhai patel rejected the amendment proposal making it clear that the zamindaris or some of their representatives could not thought the program of land reform in that way they must recognize the times and move with the times he announced legislations had already been undertaken in the provinces for the abolition of zamindari and laws to that effect would be made even before the constitution came into force the process of acquisition is already there and the legislatures are already taking steps to liquidate the zamindaris patel declared now let us wind up the session and take rest thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self learning podcast